You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Also known as the Packernet Fantasy Podcast. I am your host, Jacob Buss, and with me are my two co-hosts, Tony Brooks and Justin Young. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram, finally, at underscore PF Podcast. Well, gents, after all the waiting, all the anticipation, all the off-season drama, we made it to the week one of the NFL season. And man, it was a dud if, uh, if you're a Packers fan, I must say. It was rough, uh, to say the least. So we're going to dive into that dreadful performance as well as go over some starts, sits, and game picks from last week. Kind of rehash that, see how we all did. We're also going to give you an update for our very own Packernet Fantasy Leagues. We started two last week. We're going to break down how we all did. <clears throat> I'm the best. Uh, we'll get into some news and stats from around the NFL. And then we're going to wrap the episode up with some waiver wire pickups and uh, maybe some players that you might want to consider dropping. And I also really want to throw out our email again, which is at packernetfantasy at gmail.com. If you guys have any questions, uh, comments, concerns, who should I start? Who should I sit? Who you want to talk you know, trash about? Just send us an email and we can respond to those on the show. So I think that'd be a great part of the segment that, uh, that we can build in the future. So, well, I'm going to toss it over to you, Phyllis, here. I'm going to start with Tony. Uh, I pretty much know the answer to this question, but Tony, how was your, uh, how was your weekend? You know, it wasn't awesome. Uh, <laughs> obviously, one in the NFL is just uh, it, it's a great time for all of us. And then you go in and you just get your heart ripped out by uh, a lot of randomness in the NFL. But it was it was great to have it back. Uh, the Packers did not look awesome, much like last year, but uh, it gives you a little optimism for the rest of the season. So uh, I, I've had better NFL week ones, but I've had worse ones, too. So it, it was all right. That's true. That's true. How about you, Justin? Uh, my weekend was pretty good. Uh, Friday, Saturday, I spent a bunch of time with family and friends. Got to uh, drink a little beer, drink a little whiskey, have a good time. I uh, was kind of hoping that we were going to cap the weekend off with a Packers W, but apparently they had different ideas. Um, instead of that, they ripped my heart out and stepped on it. I'm going to try to stay generally optimistic about that, but obviously, yeah. as we all know, it, it didn't go our way yesterday. Kind of put a bummer on the end of the weekend. No, absolutely. So we are going to try to keep this positive, upbeat. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm tired, man. This whole weekend took it out of me. I've been trying to study a lot for this podcast, with Clayton's podcast, trying to sit and watch all those games, man. Sit on your butt for that long. It's, it's tiring for some reason. But anyways, we're going to get into our initial thoughts on the Packers game. It, it was ugly and, you know, we're not going to shy away from that. So right away, obviously, the final score. The Green Bay Packers, seven, the Minnesota Vikings, 23. And eh, we'll get into a couple quick stat lines here just because get that out of the way. Aaron Rodgers, 
I've seen him like, like Justin said, I've seen worse, but I've seen a lot better. Uh, or maybe Tony said, it. I can't remember who you people are. Oh, Tony. 22 out of 34, 195 yards, no touchdowns, one interception, four sacks. I mean, it was, it was not great. Jordan Love came in for mop-up duty, four or five for 65 yards. We'll get into that a little bit later. And then you look at the rushing yards, guys. I Did we get away from the running game completely way too early? In my opinion, Aaron Jones, yes. he had five carries for 49 yards. I'm not a mathlete, but that's almost 10 yards a carry. Um, to me, that seems ridiculous. A.J. Dillon, 10 carries for 45 yards. Again, not a mathlete, but I think that's four and a half yards a carry with a touchdown. So it seems that we had success when we chose to run, but we didn't do it. Any thoughts on that, Justin? Uh, not exactly, other than like you said, it's, it's not enough. We we were killing it in the run game. I, I don't really know why they abandoned it as early as they did. I don't know if that was a uh, a Rodgers thing. Was he changing the plays at the line, or was that was that LaFleur's play calls? I don't know. I don't I, I don't know how you're being so successful with the run and you don't stick with it. It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to me, but you know, maybe we'll never know. Yeah. I will say that our run blocking grade from PFF as of today, we were ranked 30th uh, and two teams hadn't played yet. So that was dead last. Um, So that was a 50.5 grade with the run blocking. The pass blocking grade wasn't that much better with a 56.7, which was 20th. Tony, what did you see in this game? What did you not see that you wish you did? Yeah, uh, I feel like we were on our heels the minute Watson dropped that ball. I was going to say uh, that. It, like it, it just got out of hand right away. It seemed like the play calling, like you said, with the run game, uh, we, we just went away from likely what we wanted to do, which was like come out and shock them and then pound the ball. And it yep. seemed like uh, Roger's attitude was different. The sideline looked bad, right? Yes. Uh, on defense? You know, everyone's like, who is this defense? We look terrible. But uh, at the end of the day, Jefferson, they had a great game plan for Jefferson. And we didn't have Jair following him around, which maybe we should have shadowed him. Um, and, and maybe we do that next game and see a totally different dynamic. But they had a great game plan in store for us. And uh, they executed. And we didn't. Yeah. Talk about Jefferson. Nine catches <laughs> off of 11 targets, 184 yards, averaging 20.4 yards per catch two touchdowns along the 64 i mean and wide open every single time wide wide open and um both of you guys well everybody that i know text me on during that game you know why isn't you following him and at one point we thought he was following him well matt lafleur was questioned about that at the podium i believe today or yesterday and he basically said well if we do that then we change our entire defense we'd have to go man to man basically the whole time well in my opinion what's to lose. He almost had 200 yards receiving. And um, like you said, the Packers defense, they did seem like they stiffened up in the last two quarters. So that's a little encouraging. And I mean, overall letting 23 points go, I, I would have liked to seen a lot more from the defense. As a matter of fact, that's kind of what my highlight was is that stood out to me as the biggest lacking thing. I thought our defense was supposed to be dominant, right? We were talking how we're going to be a top three, top five defense, uh, I was very confused by the personnel packages that the players were using. They were rotating a lot of third and fourth string players out of the game on first, second, and key third down situations. For instance, on the edge, I don't know why this was bugging me the whole game. I looked out there multiple times. I, I'm talking maybe 
10 to 20 different times where there was not Gary and Smith. It was either Gary and Garvin or Smith and Kingsley or, you know, one of the combinations. Smith had 53 snaps. Gary had 49. Garvin, 12. And Kingsley, 10. He's a rookie. Kingsley had 10. That's, that's unusual for Packers to throw their rookies in that much. So I'm wondering if this is a conditioning issue, if this is a you want to protect them. Like, and, and then I will finally say, like Tony said, that Watson drop, that was just immediate, just absolute deflating the balloon and then you looked at roger's body language the way he looked at the sideline and shook his head as if to say i told you like like clayton i think said that in his podcast and who in their right mind is going to hear that see that and then get excited to come back out and put together a great game to me that was the beginning of the end just like tony said and we got to find a way as packer as, as a packer team that once it doesn't go well we seem to just shut down and go into like pout mode we need to figure out how to bust through that um guys have any other final thoughts that you want to you know kick in about that game yeah uh sorry justin go ahead oh my bad uh so like i said i'm gonna try to stay generally optimistic it was week one and we saw this last year but like you guys mentioned that christian watson drop it literally was the first play of the game and when he dropped that pass when I saw the look in Roger's eyes, I swear, I swear to God, my heart dropped through my stomach and my soul was crushed. I just had the worst feeling. I'm like, man, that they were trying to make a statement with that pass. And he dropped the ball and it just, I don't yeah. know, man. It just Can you I just imagine it. though what the the dynamic and how the how the whole narrative changes if <clears throat> if you flip it and Christian Watson, the number one receiver we picked in the second round. First play burns Patrick Peters. I mean, and he did, man. He burned him off the line. He had three yards on this guy, and he was gaining yardage as he's still running because the dude is a legit 4-2 speed. And so, that, like you said, man, it was like Mortal Kombat. I can't remember what the guy's name is. Your soul is mine. It just snatched <laughs> it right out of me. Um, Tony, what was your what was your final thoughts? Yeah. You know, when we got the, when we drove down and scored that touchdown, I believe it was 20 to seven. We got a stop. We got the ball back and we drove a little bit. We didn't get down and score. But right then and there, if we score again right there and it's a one score game, the game's totally different. And all things considered for how bad it started and how terrible we, everybody thinks we played, including, you know, everybody on ESPN and in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we were right in the game. We, we had the ball at midfield, maybe a little further. We didn't get any points on that last drive there. And, from there, they went down, kicked another field goal, and it was a three-score game again. So, uh, I I think that um, the next time we play is going to be totally different. I think our defense will show up. I think that Jefferson, you know, he he's awesome. He might be in the best in the league, but I think they'll have a much more realistic game, and uh, we'll see a different outcome. Yeah, and then real quick, just to <clears throat> cap off that game, Dylan was by far our best fantasy football prospect from the green bay packers in general he finished with 20.1 fantasy points points if you're ranking by ppr uh that was he finished ninth actually overall in running backs which i thought was pretty incredible jones finished with 10.6 yard uh points not crazy but he ranked uh, as the 28th running back rogers (laughs) 4.7 fantasy (laughs) points for aaron Rodgers, which ranks him 30th and this just made me laugh I, i couldn't help it ranked number 31st is our own Jordan Love with 2.6 fantasy points. And that's also off of one drive, basically two minutes at the end of the game or whatever it was. So that gives you an idea as to how 
garbage Mr. Rogers played that game. And then out of our receivers, uh, Romeo Dobbs was 51st overall with an 8.8 fantasy points. Mr. Christian Watson was 66th overall with 6.6. Imagine if he catches, I mean, what was that, a 70-yard bomb first played on, I mean, just complete narrative change and people are thinking we're you know goody's the best drafter ever rogers has weapons now blah 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 it's just a complete 180 so yeah my heart still hurts it does man it, it and i feel bad for the guys i do i feel bad for christian watson we had his mom on clayton's podcast which i don't even know if tony did i ever tell you that we had christian watson's mom on clayton's podcast oh yeah yeah i listened to it okay so yeah, man, it was just, you know, we're pulling for the kid. It's heartbreaking. He, I like the way that he rebounded. He said in a press conference mm-hmm. that 99 yep. times out of a hundred, I'm going to make that catch. This was the one out of a hundred and I'm not going to let it affect me. And, you know, I, I saw I that he, he said he vowed to never let it happen again or something like that. I can't imagine the nerves playing in an, an away stadium, a, a division rival. The first time you're ever on an NFL field, the first play of the game and just like you're a 10 year old kid at night thinking of, you know what I mean? That dream. And sure enough, you get the first pass long bomb hits you right in the, right in the hands. All right. I get it. It's a lot of nerves going. So hopefully he can shore that up. Um, so what we're going to do now, guys, we're going to move on to our next segment. The starts and sits of last week. We're going to revisit them and see, you know, if we're wait, uh, we're worth our weight and salt here. If we're just kind of talking smack, I'm going to start it off and um, I'll, I'll be honest. I kind of, you know what the bet on this one? I was pushing Derrick Henry at the New York Giants. It seems like easy money. And uh, Derrick Henry was quiet. He finished with only uh, rush, 21 rushing attempts for 82 yards, no touchdowns, nothing else to really write home about. The Titans, 21 to 20 loss to the Giants, which week one, guys, just off of random note, that was a weird week one. It was weird. Uh, it was, man. Yeah. Derrick Henry ended up being the 38th ranked running back in PPR and his backup, this guy who I honestly don't even, I didn't even think to look him up. I didn't even think to look at this guy. He was like the sixth or seventh ranked back. I think I don't have the stats in front of me, but uh, he caught a couple balls, I believe. And I think ran or caught a couple touchdowns and ran for a few times. So, you know, you can never tell with the NFL. Uh, the one bright spot that I thought I was able to help with was the Jalen Hurts versus Detroit. Again, I'm not you know, a genius here for, predicting that that game was crazy closer than I thought it would be. Jalen Hurts ended up finishing the fourth overall uh, quarterback in week one. So Justin, I'm going to kick it over to you, man. You got some, um, got some doozies over there, bud. All right. So (laughs) my, my worst start was picking Kamara versus the Falcons, but in my defense, apparently he had some sort of undisclosed injury into the game that he didn't talk about before which is kind of a big right. deal for a running back. Right. So he uh, he didn't make a whole lot of noise. So uh, nine attempts, 39 rush yards. Uh, didn't didn't really help you out if he was on your fantasy roster. He uh, was at, not in our league, but in the other league that I play in, I started him. So that did not do me any favors. <laughs> uh, my best start of the week was A.J. Brown versus Detroit. He actually ranked seventh overall in wide receiver PPR. He caught... 10 of 13 targets for 155 yards. Yep. You have to and... talk about this. I'm sorry. I <laughs> have to do it. All right. So uh, <laughs> Tony's again, just as much it... on the hook for this as you are. Yes, yes, yes. So the, the worst set, <laughs> I, I admittedly was trying to be kind of bold with this one and kind of just, I don't know how to word it. it oh. oh, it was we, bold. 
It was <laughs> it was very bold trying to say to sit Devontae Adams. And my thought process, I guess, behind sitting Devontae Adams was he's now playing on a new team. He's not playing with Rodgers with the same type of chemistry. He's got a lot more weapons. Well, uh, that was all very, very wrong because he had 10 receptions for 141 yards and a touchdown. So if you did not listen to me and you played him, you're probably feeling pretty good about it. Yeah, and I will just add, he got 10 receptions and 141 yards off of 17 targets. That's unbelievable. Yes. So so they weren't just looking at him here and there. Derek Carr is going to absolutely make good on his promise that if – Adams ever went over there that he's just they're going to be playing you know backyard ball they're going to be Carr ended up I think with like three interceptions or something because he forced it to Devontae the whole game but as we saw last year with Aaron Rodgers sometimes that's not a bad game plan so isn't it so soul crushing though just to see Devontae with 141 yards yes. and I, I believe yes. he had more receiving yards than, yeah, than they kept our showing entire receiving core <laughs> no 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 it wasn't oh. the receiving core Justin it was our whole team they kept oh, showing Devontae even Adams. the running backs the whole team, they they showed it up until like the second, third quarter. They showed Devontae Adams had more total yardage than the Green Bay Packers offense completely. Yeah, it was oh, that bad. I'll, I'll have to look that one up because I thought it was just the receivers. Not Maybe I'm crazy, but I swear if you look it up, I, it's somewhere around there. At one point, I know for sure. So anyways, we're going to get back into uh, Tony's. Tony, man, I'm telling you what, this guy, I hate to give this guy any credit here, but if you were listening to Tony about who to sit, he, he, he he did well nailed right. it tony go ahead and spout your stuff <laughs> let me jump into the uh the last topic we had there with Devonte adams I, I was also guilty but at the end of the day if i'm trying to pretend that i'm a real nfl quarterback like Derek carr is gonna do i'm gonna make it rain to Devonte adams too i throw the ball to him more than 17 times so sure. uh he did the right thing and it worked out adams had a great game and he looks like a, a real nfl quarterback which he barely is. Uh, so if you listen to my starts and sits last week, uh, like Jacob said, I got lucky. Blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. Uh, Mike is sicky. There's just not enough balls to go around for him. They say he might be blocking a lot more this year to get the speedy receivers open. Um, Josh Jacobs. I've always hated Josh Jacobs. I don't know why, but he, he didn't do much. And if, Derek Carr is going to throw the ball 17 times to Devontae Adams. There's got to be some other guys catching the ball as well. So, uh, Josh Jacobs is going to have a bad year. I, I think that he's going to be, you know, not even top 30 by the end of the season. We'll see. And then uh, Amari Cooper was the last guy I said to sit. Jacoby Brissett's his quarterback. I could stop there, but uh, they're, they're going to run the ball. Kareem Hunt's going to catch the ball. They invested a lot of money in their tight end, yada, yada. I, I'm just not a big Cooper fan in uh, in Cleveland, so. Sure. On I'm the actually, other side of that, just real quick, uh, I want to I want to interject because you're actually underselling yourself for the first time in your life that I've ever known you. Jacobs only ended up with 7.3 fantasy points that ended up being the 36 ranked running back. Not you horrible, guys want to take definitely. a wild guess? We guys want to take a wild guess who started him? I'm going to guess my man, Jay. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, he was my panic pick. I was trying guess. to. When we're doing our draft, I'm running through the grocery store trying to hurry up and pay attention, and I ran out of time. Fault. I was like, crap, you got to go with Josh Jacobs. I know. My brother did the same thing in the night league. So, anyways, Gusecki then finished with 1.1 fantasy points. That's the 51st ranked tight end, which basically, you know, most teams only got one to rank. So, that is 
bad, bad. So Tony killed it with that one. And then he absolutely crushed it with the Cooper pick because he ended up with 4.7 points. That's the 75th ranked wide receiver. So, okay. Nice job, Tony, with the sits. I'm never going to say a nice thing about you again. So what else were you going to say? Appreciate that little buddy. Uh, talking about the, uh, the best starts of the week, Deandre Swift, he, he seems to catch a lot of passes. He got a ton of usage. It was a high scoring game. Like, uh, like we predicted. So that, that was great for him. I think he put up 32 points or something. He had a great PPR game. Uh, my second one was Juju. Patty Mahomes is going to spread the ball around. I think he had eight or nine targets, seven or eight catches, 80 yards, solid game. Not, you know, he didn't uh, break your matchup, but he did, he did very well. That's something you would take every single week. Yep. And then I absolutely missed on Austin Hooper in Tennessee. I do think Hooper's going to have a good year, be a top 10 or 12 tight end. He, he's just like steady Eddie, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, he catches a lot of balls. He helps, you know, grind it down the field, but uh, he had like one point or something terrible <laughs> yeah. and I look really dumb. So uh, <laughs> Austin yeah. Hooper did not do it for me last week, but he, he will be steady for you if you need somebody to fill in for your studs. Uh, if you're like me and you thought you were really clever trading for George Kittle all over the place uh, <laughs> yep. in the off season, which I did, and then he didn't play. You felt stupid and started Austin Hooper and felt twice as stupid. So get, get uh, this: I, I have in two leagues. I have I in my not in our Packernet league, but in my other league, I drafted Kittle, Kamara, and Lazard, and they're all hurt. Wonderful team, wonderful. Yeah, actually, uh, fantastic. And Tony, actually, uh, if you don't remember, I picked the uh, Eagles over Detroit, and what you guys made fun of me as a uh, no-brainer. They ended up being a very close game. As me and Justin were talking about earlier, couldn't believe it became a three-point game. Justin picked the 49ers. We'll just brush past that because the fact that the Bears won <laughs> makes me want to, again, cry and die and just crawl into a ball. So, um, But then Tony did pick the over and said that the uh, the over-under was only set at, I believe it was like 52 or 53. He said it would clear 54 easy. They ended up with 73 total points. So, again, I'm telling you, man, Tony's got a horseshoe lodged up his butt. So if you guys are looking to put some money on stuff – we don't advertise that you listen to our advice. Wink, wink. <clears throat> so the league matchups from the uh, PFP league that, again, we drafted last week. We held our drafts last Wednesday. One was during the day from 2 to 4 p.m. Central time. The other uh, was a late night one after 930. Old man Justin couldn't make it into that one. So we're kind of generically referencing Well, we're going to we're going to reference both of them because it's a little interesting. We had 24. Well, what would be 20 members or so of the uh, Packernet listening audience that really wanted to get in. We had to turn down like 20 other ones as well. So it's kind of cool. We got a, a bunch of you guys in our leagues with us. So we're all kind of, you know, sharing information, talking smack, having some matchups. So we're going to get into how our individual matchups were kind of just briefly tell you what our teams look like. We'll share some stats from those guys so that you can kind of get a little bit of just fantasy football from the league for uh from our league get kind of you know our thoughts and our matchups just touch on that and you can also get some stats from your current nfl leaders and uh other positional players so what i'm gonna do here is first gloat because as of now i think i am the league leader in the day league for points scored i have a 99 percent win probability rate i'm facing somebody named the bd bombers i believe his first name is neil i could be wrong um, yep. But my quarterback was Jalen Hurts. I had Justin Jefferson, Gabriel Davis, Leonard Fournette, Antonio Gibson, Mark Andrews, Robert Woods, who that was one that I, that was my only mix up where if I 
would have started anyone else off my bench and that receiver position there, I would have had a little bit of a better score, but only by about four points. So all in all, I crushed it this league, uh, in this league, both leagues, to be honest, um, for the week one. And I'm as happy as a clam. So um, I'm going to kick it over <clears throat> to Senior T- <laughs> Tony Brooks's swag team is what the uh, Yahoo <laughs> League calls it. I probably going to say yeah, did, did Yahoo make that, that name or did you? That's Yahoo. I'll, I'll yeah, say uh, actually my uh, my about you about to be uh, eight year old son made that name. He likes to swag <laughs> out according to him. He's got a right now from school, second grade. Oh yeah, about. he's got a girlfriend. He told us that uh, Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my he, kids are now using the the bussin. Oh, I hate that. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't either. They're thirteen and seven, so that's good. The two bro. oldest ones. That's yeah. <laughs> Wow. Give yeah. it to the beard model to drop out of oh, here. Huh? Get out of my life. All right, Tony, tell us about your team quick and let's move. <laughs> so uh my my team in the uh the daytime draft league did not uh did not really show out. I had some issues. Uh started early and often with Cam Akers. Uh I did not see that coming. I was a little little disappointed. Uh he, he put me up a zero, which was awesome. You heard me talk about Austin Hooper, a solid 1.6 points. I don't even know what I'm – he's gone. He's off the squad. Uh, and then I've got Elijah Mitchell, who I just was reading before we started. He's out for like eight weeks. Yep, so I just saw that. We're going to have to make – you know, we're going to recalibrate. Yeah. We're going to we're gonna recalibrate. Uh, we're going to come for Jacob and take his title away from this leading the league, which is to, embarrassing for all to of us. To Tony's credit, I will – again, I don't know why I'm helping this guy so much this episode. This is stupid. Uh, he had to go on auto draft for the first couple picks of that draft because he was at a conference. I don't want to extend him again. I don't, I'm not giving him an olive branch. I'm just saying he then had a chance to redraft his league and the night league where he is absolutely crushing it. So I will say that I, I'm helping you out here, buddy. And I do see you had Josh Allen. Wow. Yeah, go, actually, you go ahead. Did you, uh, do you have that in front of you here? Cause that's a pretty impressive, pretty impressive uh, squad. Yeah. <clears throat> I got it. I got to give a shout out to one of our listeners. Uh, We got on this, uh, the nighttime draft and one of the gentlemen's popped on, was ready to go, (laughs) you know, 10 minutes early. And he's, (laughs) he popped into the chat and said, time to kick butt. I'll I'll use butt here uh, and chew bubble gum. And I'm already gone. He came out spitting, meaning business, spitting fire. Uh, so I had to promptly change my name to I'm all out of bubble gum. Uh, his name is Duke Dudes. I would love to get this guy on here to, to talk more about it. Uh, so anyways, my team, uh, in the second league is much better. I wasn't so distracted, uh, during the work day, but, uh, everybody kind of showed out. Tunyon didn't have a great game, but he did all right. Uh, DJ Moore, my guy was was relatively quiet, but he got a lot of targets. The volume's there. I think he'll have his good weeks. But uh, very, a very solid 160, uh, 166 that I put up. And I imagine I'm going to do that every single week and, you know, maybe just win every <laughs> week and not lose all year. That's, that is so, one of the best scores uh, I've but, seen so far. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I was pretty happy with the way it shaped up. I got pretty lucky. The guy I played against, I was kind of laughing about with one of my friends. He started both Miami receivers against me, which – you know, likely we'll do all right a lot of he weeks. Also started, but against New England, I thought that was a bad idea. He also started Chase uh-huh. Edmonds. He had three Miami players yeah, well, against you. Oh, that's my boss. He isn't. I know what happened with that. 
he admitted to me that during his draft, which I got him into specifically because he's my boss, you know, so I'm trying to get the guy to write me a good schedule here and there, you know what I mean? And so (laughs) I had him, I said, all right, man, I'll give you the last spot. Somebody just like canceled out or whatever. And he fell asleep for the whole draft. So he auto-drafted. Yeah, he fell asleep for the whole, I I will give him credit. He works like 60 hours a week, so I get it. But the dude auto-drafted. So if you didn't notice, he took the first defense and the first kicker in like the eighth round. (laughs) because <laughs> they did that oh, to wow. him. and uh yeah his team's pretty garbage so haha buddy and he was also at the vikings game last night or yesterday and sent me multiple pictures mocking me so he can go ahead and burn um <laughs> justin go ahead and uh give us your rundown of your matchup and what your team's looking like i hate to do this to you buddy but it's he had aaron Rodgers on his team so it's not that's <laughs> not great i mean my my overall score really isn't bad uh <laughs> Right now, actually, in our league, I have 136.5, and the only people in the whole league that are beating me is technically currently you, Jacob. And then the guy that I'm playing right now, Lazard King, he – who is his name? <laughs> Brian. He he is he still has two guys to play tonight, which I'm not following on with the game right now, so I'm not sure if he's climbed any, any past it, but he's projected to beat me. Not yet that, to that point, but – how how is fantasy football always like that for me? Like literally, I I outscore everyone in the whole league besides the person just I'm the playing going against. It yep. just it just happens like that all the time. But anyways, I have uh, some of my more solid players on my lineup that I had this week. Uh, I had Stefan Diggs put me up twenty six point two points. I had Amon Ross St. Brown put me up twenty point four. Our boy AJ Dillon put me up twenty point one, which you already brushed on earlier and then uh travis kelsey put me up 26.1 and then uh jalen waddle put me up 17.7 uh like you already touched on our boy aaron Rodgers put me up a big fat (laughs) 4.7 so uh that could uh that could uh, be one of the reasons that i end up losing this matchup and then uh like tony already talked about earlier uh, um josh jacobs is probably not going to be very good Here's my other running back outside of AJ Dillon, so I'm not too proud of that one. Um, and then I also had Kareem Hunt on my bench score 23 points, so that didn't do me any favors. Right. I know who I know who's going to be swapped out on my running backs next week. Definitely, yeah, man. I mean, and that's one thing that when I did my draft this year, I had a very specific uh, strategy. I wanted to go with the best player that I had on the board for my first pick, and I. I didn't care if that was a wide receiver or a running back, even though generally I like to go running back, running back. Um, this year I wanted to mix things up. What I decided is I'm going to pick the best player, in my opinion, at the board um, at that time. And then with my second pick, I told myself I'm either going Andrews or Kelsey if they're there. I'm just, I want my tight end position to have a consistent uh, 10, 15, 20 points that are guaranteed because that's really hard to lock in every week. I feel that was just my theory. That's my kind of thing I was going there with you. So I got Andrews and I got Kelsey in both of my leagues. So, and then with the third uh, pick, I had to go uh, running back because with my two first round picks, I believe I went cup in one league and Jefferson in the other. So it's just the way it worked out. And I'm very happy with the way it's started so far real quick. We're going to get into some quick injuries. We're going to keep this going. Uh, TJ Watt tore his pectoral muscle. He's apparently looking to get more opinions on whether or not that's going to keep him out for a longer period than it should. As we talked about Eli Mitchell, he's out for two months with an MCL tear. Salah is taking receipts on those mocking the Jets. Yeah, that's just a funny one that I thought, like, 
what does that even mean? Like, what are you going to do about it, Salah? Uh, the Eagles lost, I believe, is it Derek Barnett to the torn ACL? Godwin uh, says Smith, or I'm sorry, Bruce Arians. I'm not Bruce Arians. The Bucks say that Smith and Godwin avoided major injuries. And um, other than that, I mean, we're looking at Dak Prescott has probably got to be the biggest injury from week one. The guy is going to be out anywhere from six to eight, eight weeks with a thumb injury. And then like we touched on just briefly earlier, Alvin Kamara, he, uh, he had a rib issue. So maybe if he gets that short up, I'm not exactly sure what that means. A rib issue, maybe a bruised rib or something like that. So that can, that can linger. So it's not a great uh, scenario for you again, Justin, but um, I'm hopefully super it's excited about it. <laughs> hopefully it's something that, uh, <laughs> that we can fix or that the, uh, you know, maybe he can shore up the Saints looked a lot better than I thought they would, but that's just a side note. So we're going to move on. Waiver wire. Pickups. I got a Jacob. Oh, sorry what? to jump in here, but I got to tell a good story. No, this is good. Uh, talking about Dak Prescott. Can't wait. <laughs> I got a very good friend who, uh, <laughs> sorry, a very good friend who uh, was watching some pregame, uh, obviously thought Dallas is going to score some points at home, opening night. Tampa's here. Uh, CeeDee Lamb. Who else is playing receiver for the Cowboys right now? Gallup's injured, right? Uh, was looking at the over-unders on catches for CeeDee Lamb last night. I know we're going to uh, dabble in the occasional uh, prop bets and stuff like that on here. friend of mine uh, <laughs> decided to go pretty hard at the CeeDee Lamb catch total, which is at five and a half. Uh, text me on the first drive, catches one ball. I'm, I'm hanging out with the boy, doing dinner, book, bedtime, the whole thing. I happen to notice that I have gotten no more text messages from a good friend <laughs> of mine who wagered some amount of money on this bet. Uh, <laughs> I look at the uh, the stat tracker thing, and the first thing I notice on the game cast is Cooper Rush completes pass to somebody, <laughs> and I go, wait a minute. <laughs> that can't be a good sign. Uh, so I felt very bad for a friend of mine while C.D. Lamb finished with two for like 19 or some god-awful stat line and the entire dallas offense is in a lot of trouble i mean uh, so that's the thing is if we want to sit here and woe is me about the packers first game i mean dallas saw, looked even worse that well, looked i mean dallas that's that's your season your season's gone you know right in my opinion because cooper rush he ain't it bro that ain't yeah it. i I, I work with a guy that's a Cowboys fan. He's actually a pretty good friend of mine. And I, like you said before, I'm an old man, so I go to bed early. I didn't even see when Dak got injured. And I texted him. And I said, well, man, what happened? And he told me, I said, I don't even know who your backup is. Who is your backup? He said, he said, Practice our backup is, is great value Carson Wentz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's bad. That's rough. All right. We, uh, let's see here. Where are we at? We are going to go ahead and take a little bit of a commercial break real quick, pay some bills, hear from Pristine Auction and maybe a other uh, couple sponsors. We'll come right back, and then we're going to go into our waiver wire segment where we're going to basically talk about some guys that showed out in week one that it would be worth, you know, maybe dropping a couple of the guys, Hooper, that we talked about, maybe, you know, uh, Jacobs, guys like that. I know I got a guy on my team that I'm looking to axe. So what we're going to do, take a quick break, come back, and we will get right into that segment. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. 
Now when I buy slab packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. PristineAuction.com is back on the Packernet Podcast. PristineAuction.com is the most trusted sports memorabilia auction site with a A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. We are teaming up with Pristine Auction once again on another great giveaway. Listeners, viewers can win a Jordy Nelson signed football championship trophy. Check out our Twitter page for pics of this great piece of memorabilia. To win, all you have to do is head to pristineauction.com and click register at the top of the page or just follow the link in the podcast description. When you register, use our registration code FARV, F-A-V-R-E, to be entered. And as a bonus, Pristine Auction will kick in $10 off your first winning auction. Pretty cool. Every item on pristineauction.com comes with a certificate of authenticity from the industry's most reputable authenticators. Upgrade your collection of signed memorabilia today and get $10 off your first item won when you use code FARV when you sign up. Again, pristineauction.com slash register or use the link in the show description. Just use code FARV and get $10 off your first item one and be entered to win the signed Jordy Nelson Championship Trophy. The drawing will be held Monday, September 19th. Guys, go over to that. It's free. Why would you not? Thank you, pristineauction.com. Now back to the show. All right, guys, we are back. Thank you for giving us that brief break so we could pay some bills, as Clayton likes to say. We're going to start with our waiver wire pickups. Simply put, these are guys that showed out in week one, and we need to get them on a roster to replace maybe one of your duds, which we all have, it seems like. So I'm going to start it off real quick. Khalil Herbert, I don't like Bears, and I don't like Bears running backs, and I don't like the Bears offense, but what I saw at Montgomery, I thought was even worse. Me and Tony were actually at a local watering hole, playing some darts, watching this game, uh, the first half of the game. And it just – and we were there with uh, – if you're listening, former 
teacher, Mr. Haskins, how are you doing? And another couple of gentlemen I met there, great guys. Um, one of them was a Vikings fan, one was a Bears fan, and one was a Packer fan. It was kind of interesting. But anyways, we were sitting there and it did not look promising. I mean, the rain was pouring down, all that kind of stuff. But I just could not believe that I, how garbage Montgomery looked. He, he did not look great. And he ranked 39 amongst all running backs in PPR leagues. And then Khalil came in and, and seemed like he took over those goal line looks. He overlined overall seemed just like a better runner. And like I said, I do not like Chicago, but I really do feel like we're going to see more of Herbert going forward. And of course, next week we play the Packers. They play the Packers. And it hates me to say this, but whenever we play people, we turn random backups and superstars all alike. We turn them in, we, we give them the best game they've ever had in their life. So it brings me no pleasure to say this, but if I'm just playing for purely fantasy and I need to pick up a running back, I'm picking up Khalil Herbert, full show. Justin. All right. So uh, the guy that I'm choosing for our, our waiver pickups is actually James Robinson. Um, nice. it, it honestly surprised me that I looked up and that he was, he wasn't even rostered in like, I think like 50% of fantasy leagues. Yep. I assume, I assume that means because Travis Etienne came back and everyone just kind of assumed that he was going to get the bulk of everything and that Robinson would just kind of go away. But actually he ended up with uh, 66 yards rushing and then two targets receiving. He had one rushing touchdown, one receiving touchdown, okay. and had nearly 20 fantasy points. I was planning on myself picking him up on the waiver, not in our league, because I believe Tony drafted him in our league. Oh, but in my other league, and someone someone beat me to it. The the other league that I play in, they they do they don't do an actual waiver wire. They do it first come, first serve, and, and someone beat me to it. So right. hopefully, hopefully someone that's here in this will grab him before someone else gets to him in their league. But I think that'd be a solid pickup. Yeah. God, we're giving Tony too much love on this episode. I do not like <laughs> it. This is way stop. too pro Tony episode. <laughs> All right. Speaking Sorry, of the man himself, what do you got? Probably. Listen, I was walking out of a customer's office when we started the daytime draft. Mike Evans slipped into my team. He'll be all right. It's fine. I've got Jason Evans. We'll comfort, you know, Jacob in that league. It's all good. And I'm going to do that because I'm going to pick up Isaiah Pacheco from the Chiefs. That's how you say uh, his name, huh? The rookie had a great one. It was close. That was just a guess. I have no idea. I, I think that's right. Uh, I just You sound confident. People will believe you. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, anyways, he he had a great, uh, great game. I don't think uh, Clyde Edward-Hilaire is that awesome. He, you know, he's had a couple of years to cement himself in there, and they keep bringing in people. Andy Reid makes running backs look awesome. That offense is going to keep burning, right, scoring a lot of points. And uh, I think he is going to be potentially a league winner, right? Uh, the Chiefs are going to score all year long, and uh, he, he could be the number one by the end of the year there. So That is a definitely uh, good advice there. I like all three of those pickups and we were going to go around the NFL and give you guys some quick scores and updates, but I mean, it's Tuesday when this podcast drops. So y'all probably know that information right now. So being that this is a, you know, the Packernet podcast network here, we're going to definitely try to keep things first and foremost with the green Bay Packers. We're going to start every podcast with Packers content and, and try to maybe end it with Packers content. We call it the Packers sandwich. That's right. And that's right. <laughs> Justin, you're welcome. Excited about that. Yeah, yeah, there he goes. And <laughs> it is a great idea because like you said, we could talk about random NFL players all day long and we could fill hours of content. But what you guys are here for is the Packers. So we're going to definitely finish on some stuff. Looking forward into the Bears, maybe any kind of concerns that we have. I'm going to kick it over to those guys in just a second and see what they think just going forward. And 
all that good stuff. But I definitely want to do is we're going to be sharing a photo. As I said earlier, we have a new Twitter and Instagram account finally, and it's at underscore PF podcast on both Instagram and Twitter. I, because I'm such an amazing commissioner, amazing podcast host, hands down, (laughs) probably just a great person. If you don't ask any of my ex-girlfriends, I went out and bought a (laughs) fantasy football trophy from a company i had it inscribed um it has a goat on the top of it nice little uh some logos and some little decorations on there it says i believe it says 2022 it's gonna look real it's gonna look really good on top of my helmet case stop it i don't (laughs) even it says pack i think 2002 packernet fantasy football league champion so we have to figure out how because we have two leagues so we're either have to do it to the person that I guess has the best record and then maybe default to best points if there's a tie or vice versa. Not exactly sure what you guys think about that. So again, let us know in the comments or in, you know, send us that email at, at uh, fantasy packernet, packernet fantasy at gmail.com. And just, you know, like I said, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, let us know, you know, how we should do the final score tallies so that it, who gets that trophy, um, that's just something fun I want to do for you guys. And then we're also going to do some gift cards, some memorabilia. And hopefully, like I said, we have some potential sponsors. What's up, Prize Picks? How are you doing? And uh, Pristine Auction, like you guys have heard in the uh, ad reads, those guys have been great to us for years now. So I'm really excited to get that going. I'm going to just honestly start and, and kick it over to these guys. I, I, I need Rogers to calm down. I need him to show more leadership. I need the defense to step up. I need... I need Quay Walker back on the field. It sounds like that his and Chris Barnes's injuries are not season ending. Um, it sounded like running had the concussion protocol going on. I liked what I saw out of Zach Tom when he popped in there afterwards. That's when we got that big long run from Aaron Jones, which we are going to be breaking down on uh, Clayton's podcast right after I'm done with this one. We're going to break that down in our X's and O's segment. And guys, is, uh, I'll start with Tony. <clears throat> what, what do you want to see going forward from the Green Bay Packers? especially maybe next week against the bears, which if we lose to the bears, this is a rough year to start a Packers podcast. I'll just say that. Yeah, agreed. Uh, really, uh, I, I want to see our defense show out. I think it's a great opportunity next week because the bears offense is realistically, they're terrible. Uh, you know, the San Francisco 49ers made them look all right. Uh, but unfortunately I don't think we're going to do that. Um, I would like to see some development out of our receivers and Rogers, some uh, chemistry, right? Uh, that coming out on that first play, maybe we start a little slower. We dink and dunk, get a little confidence going, and uh, we can grind the ball with the running backs, right? We can always do that. The Vikings defense is a lot better than the Bears, in my opinion. So I think that we can confidently go out there, start a little slower, and uh, just grind down the Bears and build the long term for the season. Uh, and then I think our defense is going to really have a pretty nasty week next week. Probably have a field day with Justin Fields. Uh, no pun intended, Jacob. Uh, but that, but that, that's my take for next week. Man, that's bussing. Bussing. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even do it with a straight face. All right, Justin, finish us up here, and then we'll get out of here. So I'm honestly kind of mind blown that the Bears even found a way to beat the 49ers. I feel like the, the downpour kind of aided in – their help five inches um, of rain to start that game guys that wasn't a normal right. game it it takes it takes away their speedy receivers and all that but blah, blah 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 whatever i i don't think there's really a whole lot of talent on either side of the ball for the bears and as much as it hurt to lose week one against the vikings if we can't 
Definitely a better win, but I'd really like to put a stomping on the Bears. If we if we lose to the Bears, I'm going to be, I as I say, I'm trying to be generally optimistic. I think my optimism might fall if we find a way to lose to Chicago, especially at home. Um, I really, I really think that they'll settle down, though. I think, I think Rodgers will have a better day. We. We saw what happened last year. I'm not saying that it's going to be a repeat exactly. We we go out, get whooped, and then we what did we win like seven straight last year after that loss. Yeah, we did something um, like that. I think I think that the Packers are showing that they they really trust the rookie wide receivers. I I really did not expect them to play as much as they did last week or yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think Watson and Dobbs are going to have pretty good games on Sunday against the Bears. They don't really have anyone to shut them down. I think it's going to be a nice confidence booster. Um, the only thing that that I'm I guess I can say I'm kind of nervous about still is the offensive line. We yeah. Oh, yeah. we we really need Bobkins back because especially now with Runyon going down, if uh, if our offensive line looks like it did yesterday for a long period of time, we're in a lot of trouble. Rogers, you know, he's scrambling for his life, but I don't know. Like I said, I'm I'm trying to stay generally optimistic. I think there's there's a lot of reasons that we can. We got a lot of talent. Running backs look great. Um, AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones both had awesome games. So I think I think we come out on Sunday and I, I think I think we really stick it to the Bears. I think I think that uh we have a pretty decisive win. Don't look at Tony's group message text before I log you off here. So anyways, all right, guys, we just want to appreciate or I do appreciate you guys hanging out with us again. And uh, this is episode three of the Packernet podcast. I want to let you guys know that um, we're going to actually have a little bit of a cemented schedule going forward into the season. It sounds like if I'm not mistaken, I, I believe this is true, that we're going to shoot to have a Tuesday podcast and a Saturday podcast. That Tuesday podcast will be used to recap the previous week kind of go back over like uh, we did today, kind of the, some of the projections, some of the picks we made, starts and sits, see how we did, talk some trash, you know, do a summary of the games, that kind of stuff. And then on the uh, the podcast at the, at the end of the week that will drop on Saturday, we're going to then use that to do more, you know, previous starts and sits, do our prize pick segment, do an over-under with that kind of stuff, talk about some injury concerns, um, you know, just – more pregame stuff. So it's a, it's a really great schedule. I'm really excited about it. And um, the only other thing I'll say about the Packers that I wanted to JJ Leahy from cheese and Packers, another great podcast on our network. He sent in our discord chat that this was now three games in a row that the Packers have lost. And I didn't realize that. He really put that into perspective with that man. I never thought about that. (laughs) And to this day, still the floor does not have two consecutive regular season losses if i'm not mistaken so but it is a little shocking that we are on a three-game slide you know going over multiple seasons but still it's not something that i'm excited about so that being said thank you all very much for hanging out with us for tony and justin i am jacob signing off until the next time on pfp and of course go pack go (laughs) 